Welcome to the Force Cancer Charity Podcast, bringing you news and insights into what's happening at your favourite local cancer support charity right here in Devon. Hi, I'm Emma, one of the oncology support specialists at the Force Cancer Support Centre in Exeter. Hello, and I'm Annie, I'm one of the nurses here. So we just thought it'd be lovely to let the world know what it is we do, isn't it? And yeah. in terms of what Force is, how we yeah. might support people. Um, just give a, a general overview. Yeah, I think that would be really helpful, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think it. Um, I think what we know is that we're obviously on the hospital site, aren't we? So we're really convenient for people who are coming for treatment or coming for an appointment. So we're, you know, we're we're dead close, aren't we, to we the uh, to the we hospital. Are. I think what's nice is though, although we're very close to the hospital, we're a different environment, aren't we? Yeah. So I think that's the expectation that we have to get over, I think, with some people, is actually it's very different from walking into the hospital. Um, it, it's a centre that's been purpose-built for comfort and support, peace, relaxation, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, to just... complement what... what, what yeah, treatment we... or surgery you might be having, isn't it? Yes, yeah, absolutely beautiful building isn't it mm. and I think people always comment on it when they come in it's to the building does a lot of healing itself I think it's just a really special atmosphere actually when yeah. people walk through the door we've been doing um, some research recently haven't we feedback on and people telling us what they find about the centre that's helpful and I think it's haven's been used yeah. it's a sanctuary people have said it's, the building's given them a hug almost yes, actually yeah yeah, yeah. And people just feel their shoulders dropping don't they when they walk in um, and I think it's that really warm welcome that they get from our volunteers that is really important isn't it because first impressions are so key aren't they as to whether people will use our services or not and actually to have those wonderful team of volunteers that we have yeah. um, really is really important. Well I, I know I've had many people over the years come in and say well I'm not sure I, I should be having this that, that they I think some people can see it as an indulgence the support we offer um, and I found myself saying so many times think about this so if you've had a diagnosis of cancer or you're supporting or living with anyone that's had is affected by cancer um, think of this centre was built for you in mind so it's your centre it's built for you yeah. and I think that's the key thing isn't it sometimes people say oh no I'm okay I, I don't um, I, I don't need it or um, I'm sure you should be giving it to someone else I think everyone is is entitled to come and get support here aren't they yeah so yeah. I think it, it's um, pitching it at an individual's need as well so someone might come in and use all our services so they might have a massage they might meet with one of the counsellors they might meet Lou the exercise and physio yeah. um, set up yeah. um, or they might simply just come in have a cup of tea in between hospital appointments yeah um, and, and have nothing else just talk to the volunteers or whoever might be in the waiting area isn't yeah. it yeah so there's always a soft seat and a cup of tea and a friendly face, I think, at the centre, which is really yeah. important. And there's a fantastic range of tea. So if you ever want <laughs> any any tea, um, come and come and have a cuppa with us. Um, there's a small garden as well, which I think is so important, actually, to have that contact with nature. And we've got squirrels and there's a birds and, and just seeing beautiful flowers in the garden as well throughout the year is just it's just so 
special actually isn't it to it have is. that yeah having the mix of it all i guess isn't it yeah it's, it is it is yeah. and i think it's a bit like a home to people in mm. that sense isn't it it, it feels very comforting, I think. Well, I love it when you see somebody out there with their choice of tea and a biscuit, mm, yeah. but in the recliner chairs and actually reclining back, yeah. and you think, yeah. oh, they feel relaxed Next. enough yeah. to, to be able that. to use the centre in that yeah. way, and that's what yeah. we hoped for, isn't it? It is, yeah. For, for people to come and feel relaxed and, yeah. and like home from home. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking, so if somebody was to come in and, and walk in for the first time, what might they expect? Yeah. What, what would they... So I think what we hope to do is introduce them to one of the, uh, one of the staff team here. So whether that's um, somebody who works behind the scenes a bit more, or whether it's one of the information team or, or one of the nurses, um, what we try and do is just spend some time uh, just finding out what's what's on people's list of priorities or mm. worries, perhaps about what's ahead, and trying to tailor. Um, the support that we offer to their individual circumstances so it's not forcing support on people mm. it's sometimes just suggesting support is there and maybe they'll revisit that at a time which is best for them mm. so it's um, just allowing people to consider what's available what what they may need that they perhaps haven't even thought about um, and uh, you know either people are really really know what they need so they do know that, that perhaps they need some of the services that your team offer in terms of that emotional support through sometimes mm -hmm. that's really obvious yeah and sometimes it's less obvious and, and will emerge or become apparent over time but um but i think it's a bit like seeing people as you know everybody's unique everybody comes with their own individual worries and finding how how we can support those or or perhaps it's not us perhaps we're not the right people mm -hmm. to do that and perhaps there's something that may be um, a bit closer to home for them or a specialist service that we can't provide mm -hmm. but we're, we're good at signposting but we're also good at providing lots of amazing support and I think you're right in that terms of tailoring it's it's sometimes you might have a couple coming together um, and, and one is the patient and they might not need so for example the psychological support but would benefit from a referral to Lou the physio um, but I've heard so many times but what would help me is if you can help him yeah. by talking to someone yeah. so you know it's they might he you know the partner might have counselling yeah um, the patient might have the physio yeah. but they help each other by knowing the other is getting the other support yeah. and I think that's yeah. something we can help people see yeah. that you know it, you might have various different things that will work even within a, a family setup yeah yeah um, so, so it's just and it's sort of finding your way it's sort of teasing out what people need as well mm. it's um, yeah so it's a different it is a different way of working than perhaps um, the experience that they may get at the hospital because obviously cancer is has a lot of treatment in it it has a lot of things that people should and shouldn't do through that and I think we we try and bring people's uniqueness back a bit when they come to the centre so as I said sort of tailoring what might be helpful for them um, but we work really closely with the hospital as well so that's another good um, reason you know being on site we have that good relationship so that we can often let people know if people are struggling 
and physically with symptoms, we can find support for them as well. When cancer turns your life upside down, Force is here to help. Just pick up the phone or drop us a line. We'll give you the details at the end of this podcast. There's lots on offer here. Um, a lot of it can be one-to-one with your service and with Lou's service as the physio, but there's also lots of group um, support available. And I think that's really helpful for a lot of people. It is. I quite often think about there's the benefits of the one-to-one support, as you say, whether it's with one of the counsellors, um, with Lou, um, the massage, if you think, you know, there's that individual... Um, and, and I think with the massage, what's lovely about that is it complements, it's the physical um, and the psychological support blending nicely together and, and with what Lou does. But I think it's the benefits as well of, of that one-to-one support where you can be as you are, um, but in a group situation, I think there's a different element of support that you get. There's something about being alongside people who are in a similar situation, experiencing similar things and they're I, I mean we've said it haven't we we put the, the groups together but about 60 70 percent of of what people get from that group is is being with other people that get it and it normalizes whatever people might be thinking or feeling or experiencing so i think both of them have their place and offer different things yeah, um, yeah i think there's no substitute actually is there to um you know to listen to what other people have been going through and just saying yeah that's that was exactly the same for me I felt like that or you know people get reassurance from that because it can be really isolating actually going through a cancer diagnosis and its treatment and um, often people say that don't they they say oh I thought I was the only one who wasn't coping well yeah. with it or mm-hmm. couldn't speak to my partner about what was happening so um, so that's the beauty of that. Um, it is and I think that's the thing that you know um, it's not that partners or family or friends aren't supportive I think we hear a lot that there's that support but that there is that understanding that they either they don't know what it feels like of course they don't it's not happening to them or there's the need for you to for the person to be okay so they can't hear how things might be difficult because actually we need you to be okay we want everything to um for you to live I guess there's an element of mortality that's people are, are facing with a diagnosis and that 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 ripples through I think the person that's diagnosed but their family and friends isn't there yeah. um so it's I guess as you going back to what you said at the beginning what we offer is tailoring mm. um all the ways that people might be affected um with treatment so for example um if it's the psychological support or the physical support but also the knock-on effects of treatment with, say, a w- hair loss. Yeah. We've got the wig appointments, image. haven't we, and the scarves yeah. and, and what have you. Yeah, there's, there's lots of things, I think, um, that get touched, actually, when cancer happens to people. And I think, um, you know, we sort of look in the mirror every morning and we sort of see who we want to see, hopefully, most mornings. <laughs> um but actually through cancer treatment, for some people who are going through chemotherapy, that's a really visible change. Mm. And, you know, I'm sure you've come across people who said, actually, I don't recognise myself. Yeah. When I look at myself in the mirror in the morning, I've changed so much. Mm. And, um, you know, there are lots of changes that go on through cancer treatment. It, it's how you, how people um, adjust to those changes, isn't it? And 
get, get support in that adjustment to change, I think. But, you know, we all, we all have an image of who we are and how we like to be to the outside world. And I think, you know, that, that must be really difficult for people when they don't recognise who they are through treatment. And I think that's what I'm struck by with the service of the counselling is is a traditionally counselling people go because they want to make changes in life, they want to um, be, you know, do something different or think differently, what have you, whereas with the support we offer here, it's, it's supporting people that are managing changes that they haven't chosen. Mm-hmm. So as you say, um, have, having treatment can have that physical effect, but I think it has an effect on all levels. Mm. Um like loss of control, it, it is. actually, isn't it? Yeah, ex- yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and it's, for us, it's helping people recognise that, but also where are the elements, the small mm. little bits where you might have control or choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also recognising that having cancer, you you are adapting, yeah. and it's adapting to a new way of being. Yeah. Um, even when treatment finishes, and that hence with the moving forward program yeah. for people that have finished treatment, um, that's what we recognise, isn't yeah. it? That people say, "I want to go back to where it was," but yeah. it's recognising actually life will be different, and it'll be in a new way. Yeah. And people have amazing qualities and strengths, don't they? Yeah. That sometimes get lost, actually, don't they, when when they're going through treatment? But it's, it, you know, it does get buried, doesn't it? Sometimes how they would cope normally with things. But, um, you know, and I think people often talk about that they're not quite sure who they are sometimes at the end of treatment. And, no. And I think that's why the Moving Forward programme is really helpful in um, uh, just highlighting what might be difficult but what might help as well um, is really key I think. I think what I'm struck by as well with that that program is is it's almost like a re-evaluation of things in life. Yeah. Um, actually there's a um, almost like something's brought forward in mm. front of people to think actually what do I want and mm. what do I not want anymore yeah and it's hearing people say I've always put up with this or always done this and I'm not doing it anymore <laughs> and that there's something also liberating it feels like at yeah. that stage where people are, are evaluating life and time and thinking yeah. like this is yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think there's a lot of bit, bit about mindfulness that comes out in that as well, isn't there? So, you know, that's one of the things that we offer here as well, is about being more present or living more in the day that we are or the week that we are, um, because we often look to the future and, um, you know, and we we often think that the that we can sort of almost predict what the future will be like or, or know what we want that to look like. Um, so, so there are, are lots of other services, aren't there? Like the mindfulness and the relaxation and anxiety um, help that we can offer here, um, which you know are really good resources for people. You're listening to the Force Cancer Charity podcast. If you want to know more about what we do to support anyone locally affected by cancer, please check out our website, forcecancercharity.co.uk. The world has changed, I think, um, you know, in the last 18 months. Um, and force has been there, hasn't it, mm-hmm. as well, for a lot of people, right the way through. Uh, but we've had to change how we deliver things. And we never 
knew the word Zoom 18 months ago. No. But no. it's now worked its way into our language. Mm. Um, so. It is, and I think that's the, the thing, isn't it? It's adapting. And there's similarities in that when somebody has a diagnosis, there's that adapting and change that, again, you don't have any control over. Yeah. And, and it's felt a bit like that, that, you know, I've really felt for people that have been diagnosed mm. in this last year because yeah. you've got that double layer yeah. of cancer and COVID, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. like it's the two C's have been yeah. um, butting against each other over this last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we've tried to adapt. I mean, if you think about it, Annie, yeah. it was probably literally overnight that we yeah. went from a predominantly face-to-face yeah. service, yeah. Yeah. Um, relying on people to come to us here at the centre, yeah. having to face the car park and yeah. car parking, yeah. Um, yeah. whereas now we're able to support people from their homes. From our home, actually, if you, you know, think we're working from our home through a lot of this in supporting people in their home, whether it's via telephone or Zoom. And I think what we do know is going forward is that the blend of the three together um, really complements what people are going through. So we know that people don't always feel well through treatment. No. The thought of getting in the car and coming in has meant people have cancelled appointments. Yeah. Actually, now we found that people are saying, can we do it over the phone? And we might yeah. do half an hour yeah. Yeah. of support rather than the hour here in the centre. Yeah. Um, I think that's when we mentioned, you know, it is tailored to people, mm. isn't it? And I think, you know... A lot of change. Some change is is not so good, but other other changes have been really beneficial mm. um, to people. And um, you know that convenience to mm. to have the support where they where they want it has been really helpful, hasn't it? Really Definitely. enormous for some people. And I think we're like we you know by offering the services um, via phone or, or Zoom we can reach people that perhaps we wouldn't have before because they just live that too bit mm. far away for, mm. in order to come in. Yeah. So it's, um, no, it is, it's interesting times, I think, in, in thinking about what we will do going forward. Yeah. I think there'll be a benefits advice, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's that's how has that been? Has that been mainly via phone? Yeah, or, yeah. so so our benefits advisor Mike has as you know, like all the other services had to sort of switch overnight. He did a lot of face to face appointments with people, and um, you know that's changed to mostly over the phone, which you know as we've just mentioned, can is really helpful for people if they're. Mm you know, fi- finding it a real physical struggle to get in, yeah. um, then actually having a telephone call in the support of their own homes um, has been you know, really, really helpful. He and, he and he's just starting now, as we come out of all the restrictions, he is starting to do some face-to-face again. So again, it's, you know, it's important, isn't it, still to have that face-to-face contact with people. So just thinking, which services would we not be able to offer via phone or zoom which ones have we got i guess there's acupuncture in time yeah yeah, yeah. so that, that we're hoping to get that back on um on board aren't we soon so um you know we've had to have a have um a look at the service and then obviously we've been in lockdown for a while but they're all coming back on 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 board so hopefully um we'll see lots of people dropping in we're encouraging people to come um, just to find out a bit more about what we do 
um, and the complementary therapies have, have been there when we can, when we have been able to do them. There's a noisy ambulance outside. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the perks and um, disadvantages of being in the hospital we're hearing, aren't we? <laughs> Yeah, so I, I guess yeah. the acupuncture, and, yeah. and I think that's the bit that it's yeah. it's what we're trying to complement alongside the hospital are the ripple effects of cancer. Yeah. So, for example, with you know the fatigue being a side effect with Ludo and the physio work, yeah. the, the exercise, we yeah. know yeah. there's that's, evidence that actually yeah, rest isn't active. best. Keeping active yeah. is what we need to do. So yeah. we've we've listened to that, and it's a very popular service, isn't it? It is really and popular. And I think the feedback has been the, the difference it can make. Yeah. Um, yeah. with the acupuncture, the hot flushes. Yeah, and um, we've got the art group as well, and that managed to keep going, actually, through um, the lockdown. And it's still on Zoom at the moment, but hopefully when some of the restrictions uh, lessen, then we can bring that back into the centre. But that, again, is another way of supporting people mm-hmm. without, you know, perhaps it being um, one-to-one, if people prefer that support in a, in a gentler way. Um, I think the group that's running at the moment that we probably run a few a year is the children's support group and yeah. I think that's another aspect of how we mm. can help is actually the family support so we've got the counsellors that are specifically yeah. for families yeah that's an, that's um, an enormous enormously valuable service I think I think for younger uh, people perhaps you know who, who are parents um, you know, they that's often one of their top priorities is actually how to support children mm-hmm. and um, knowing how much to tell children, I think is, you know, that's, it's really sensitive, you know, aspect of communicating, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, so actually to have that expertise here at Force is invaluable, really. It is, and I think it's quite often how they support the pet family, the parents, the adults, yeah. it might be grandparents, yeah. um, to support the children because they all know them, they know them better than anybody. Yeah. So I think it's something about giving confidence mm. to say it's okay yeah. to say or do this and yeah. just different um, ways of how you might support your children mm. depending on what the age is, mm. it's age specific as yeah. well I think. Yeah. But also that they're, they're very good at maybe linking in with those extra bits of support so whether it is the school mm. or other agencies out there that complement what we can around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's a really valuable service amongst yeah. all of them. Yeah. 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 So I mean I think there's we've we've talked about most of the things that we offer here and I yeah. think the the main ad- suggestion or advice I would give is just pick up the phone. Yeah. Or just come in through the centre door, isn't it? I mean, there is a doorbell at the moment, but that hopefully will go in time. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't be put off by that. Come and pay us a a visit. I know we're we're in the hospital site, on the hospital site, so um, there is parking. Sometimes it can be busier than other days, but... um, But, yeah, as you say, just or just pick up the phone and find out what we do. Mm. Um, So there's there's lots of um, help and support here. And it's just picking and choosing what what suits people mm-hmm. um, and their families, um, and everything is free of charge as well. That's you know we are um, a charity, um, and and that you know that also is helpful to people, especially um, if finances are difficult. Mm-hmm. 
I think as well if you've got access to the internet to look at our website it gives you a really good idea of what we're about doesn't it yeah and there are some really helpful resources on there as well yeah um, so do, yeah do take a look and, and we look forward to seeing you if you do decide to venture in yeah and come and have a cup of tea yeah <laughs> thanks for listening to the Force Cancer Charity Podcast if you need support from Force call us on 01392 406 151 or send an email to support at forcecancercharity.co.uk. You'll find more details on our website, forcecancercharity.co.uk.